You are listening to Episode 5 of the Remind Yourself Podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself Podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs. Welcome back. So excited that you're here. Today is the episode where we're going to talk about taking charge. I'm sure this feels very comfortable for many of you, as many of us love to take charge. Even when we were little girls in grade school, we were the ones, when there was a group project, took charge, and we made sure that things got done. We love being responsible. But today, I'm not going to talk about how we need to take charge of everything in our life because I know you guys are already doing it. What I am going to talk about today is taking charge of our own emotion. Now, there's a term called emotional adulthood that I had never heard of until I started my coaching certification. I figured I'm an adult. I have emotions. I'm an emotional adult. But what I subsequently learned was that emotional adulthood is taking full responsibility for how we feel. Instead of blaming others for being frustrated, we realize, ah, the way I'm thinking about this is making me frustrated. As I've previously talked about, the secret to the universe is understanding how our emotions work. There's a circumstance in life, and we have thoughts about them. And those thoughts create a feeling or an emotion in our body which then drive us to action, or inaction as the case may be. And yet, many of us were never taught this, and certainly it's not being taught to kids in school. In fact, oftentimes we'll say, Hey, Johnny, say you're sorry. You hurt Susie's feelings. We give him the power. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't teach our children to be respectful and kind. Of course we should. And of course, it's nice to offer an apology if someone is feeling hurt. It's much easier, though, as adults to really dig into the fact that no matter what someone says, the way we interpret it, the thoughts that we have, that is what creates the emotion. Can be tricky at first. A lot of us would rather blame someone else for how we're feeling. And yet once you really understand it and learn how to utilize this tool of emotional adulthood, it's just a game changer. You realize that no matter what, You do have control. Many of us go through life trying to manipulate those around us. And it's probably not even as strong as manipulation, but control others around us in order to feel a certain way. I know I certainly did. I would make sure that my kids had everything cleaned up, that everything was in order so that I could feel content, so that I could feel like I was doing a good job as a mother. And when things weren't just like I wanted them, I'd feel frustrated and annoyed. I put the blame on them. Once we realize and understand that we are in charge of our own emotions, it's such great news. People can go about their life doing what it is they're going to do. We don't need to have it affect us so greatly. Of course, there will be times in life where we are frustrated, where we are annoyed, but we can understand that we are creating this through the way we're thinking. We can own it. Emotional adulthood. 
This is what taking charge of your emotions is all about. I love describing it to my clients as your emotional handbasket. Sounds a little old-fashioned, kind of reminds me of the good old Little Red Riding Hood story. However, I envision us having an emotional basket. Who better than you to have your precious eggs, your emotions, in your own basket? Do you want your colleague at work to be carrying around your emotional basket? Do you want your children to be in charge? Heck no. You are in charge of your emotions. And this is the best news ever. An example I'm going to use may not be that popular. It's about my love-hate relationship with the five love languages. Now, I think there's something quite amazing about the love languages. It helps us understand what it is that fuels us, what it is that makes us feel loved. If you haven't read the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, I suggest you check it out but I want you to look at it with a slightly different lens. So the love languages, again, pretty cool. Some of us really feel love with words of affirmation. Some of us really enjoy gifts. That makes us feel very loved. Some of us, it's act of kindness. The fourth is quality time. And the final thing is physical touch. Kind of need to explore and to have a discussion with your partner. But what I'll tell you, it's not these actual things, these circumstances that create the feeling of love. It's what you're thinking about the circumstance. For example, if my husband brought me flowers, I would be thinking he cares so much about me. He really loves me. It's not the flowers in and of themselves. Where I see it become an issue is when someone is waiting around to feel love from their partner through one of these five love languages. Basically, we're letting someone else carry around our emotional handbasket. As I've said previously, our thoughts create our feelings. So if we want to create a feeling of love, we can do that right now. Imagine that your partner does exactly what love languages that you prefer. For me, it's quality time. If my husband said, hey, I planned a little date night, I can't wait to spend time with you, I would feel so loved. Not so much that my husband put something on the calendar, but because I'd be thinking, he really cares. But here's the deal. Can I just remind myself of that every day? If I want to feel so much love in my life, can I remind myself very often, he cares about me, he really loves me. He wants to spend time together. Of course, it's easier in certain circumstances, and yet I see people sit around suffering, waiting for someone else to make them feel a certain way, whether it's feeling loved, feeling appreciated. Again, of course, we love it when people say those words to us. We love it when they act in a certain way, and yet we don't have the magic pixie dust to make everybody act how we want them to. Remember, you are in charge of your own emotions. If you want more love in your life, you need to think, hmm, what am I thinking when I feel love? People, love is such a wonderful emotion. Describe it in your body. For most of us, it's very warm. It's very centered around the heart. It's just almost a glowing feeling. And of course, we want more of it. 
but we don't need to wait around for other people to give it to us. That's my only beef with the love languages. I think it's a beautiful idea. Explore what is it that you would love your partner to say and do, and then take the next step. What would I be thinking if, for example, you have a love language that is acts of service? What would you be thinking when your husband brings you a cup of coffee first thing in the morning while you're still in bed? What would you be thinking when you get in your car to drive to work and the gas tank has magically gone to full? That is what you need to remember, what you need to deliberately tell your brain again and again throughout the day in order to create that feeling of love and appreciation that we all long for. It's such wonderful news when we realize that we are adults and we are in charge of our emotions the good and the bad. Of course, we love the good feelings. And yet in life, there are also emotions that don't feel as great. But the richness and the contrast is what a human experience on earth is all about. Taking charge is in our DNA, mamas. We have been taking charge for so long. And yet, This is one area that I didn't realize that I needed to be responsible. I considered myself to be a very responsible human being. I got up on time. I made it to work. I always went to all my shifts. And yet I still had a tendency to blame. When things weren't going well, I'd get frustrated. I'd blame the EMR. I would blame my kids for all the messes and my frustration. And now I realize this is how I'm just thinking. It's not a problem. Of course, I still get frustrated. Of course, I still get annoyed. And I take full responsibility. Funnily enough, as a coach, my kids have heard quite a bit about our thoughts creating our feelings over the last couple of years. And they love to remind me. One morning recently, I said to my son, I'm really annoyed that this dishwasher did not get emptied. This was supposed to have been done. He just smiled at me and said, Mom, You know it's your thoughts that are making you annoyed, right? And I smiled back and I said, yes. And I'm choosing to think that this should have been done and I'm feeling annoyed. And we had a little laugh. So it goes both ways. But I'm so grateful that I understand this. And probably even more so, I'm so grateful that my children are learning this lesson as well. People around us in life are going to act a certain way. Sometimes it's to our pleasing and other times... Not so much, but we don't need to let their behavior ruin our day. Now, our default thoughts currently might tend to make us frustrated or annoyed. And having that recognition that this is optional is the very first step. So I invite you this week to get curious. What's going on when you feel a certain way? When you have a tendency to want to blame something around you for how you're feeling, just ask yourself, Hmm, what am I thinking right now? That's what's creating this emotion. You have all the power. And when we start to see evidence of this in our lives, we tend to take better care of our own emotions. I didn't used to think that I was in charge. I thought emotions landed on me. And again, I had to manipulate people to behave a certain way to feel good. When I realized that that handbasket of emotions is all mine, I thought to myself, who better than me? 
and I became much more curious about what was going on. Why was I feeling frustrated all the time? Why was I feeling so annoyed? And I really dug in and saw that I had a series of about five thoughts on repeat that continually made me feel frustrated and annoyed. And it was such good news. I didn't have to change everybody around me in order to feel better. I could just do the work and figure out how can I think about this differently in order to feel better if that's what I'm wanting. So ladies, that's what I've got for you this week. Taking charge of your own emotions. Telling you, it's the best news ever. Who better than you to take care of how you feel? Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.